Welcome to the Partnership Podcast. In March 2015, Scotland kicked off an era of change for the UK's funeral directors when Bert Swanson was appointed the first inspector of crematoria, joined in 2017 on the appointment of an inspector of funeral directors. During 2020, the two roles were combined into one, but two posts were created and I'm delighted to be talking to both today. Bert Swanson, Senior Inspector of Burial, Cremation and Funeral Directors, and newly appointed Gordon Findlater, also Inspector of Burial, Cremation and Funeral Directors. I should add that Gordon has also been Her Majesty's Inspector of Anatomy for Scotland for a number of years now. Between regulation and COVID-19, the funeral profession has evolved significantly in that time. So today I'll be talking to the inspectors about what their role looks like in 2021, and how they will be working with independent funeral directors. Now, whilst they both represent the Scottish inspectress and will focus on Scotland, it will be interesting for funeral directors south of the border to hear what they are considering, as some of this may come to apply UK-wide following the final report from the CMA. So, Bert, Gordon, welcome to the podcast. Delighted to see you both. How are you? Fine, thank you. Yep. Yes, likewise. I know you've both come from different backgrounds, um, and it'd be quite useful, I think, for our listeners just to hear a little about your past experience and how you're working together day to day. So, Bert, can I come to you first, just for a bit of background? Uh, Right. You've probably picked up from my accent. I'm not local to Edinburgh. I was born and brought up in the far north of Scotland in Caithness. Yeah. And uh, my father there, he was the... the farm manager for the Castle May estate, which the Queen Mother had bought. And my father sadly died hey, when I was aged 14, way back 1966. I initially stayed on working on the farm, an employee of the Queen Mother, for a few years. And I decided in 1972, I'll make a career out of the police service. I joined the, the what was then Edinburgh City Police after I retired there, I served 33 and a half years and I was asked if I could create a review unit which would look at what was deemed cold cases. At the end of another six and a half years, I decided that, no, I'll, I better retire. So I retired, but after a matter of a few months, uh, there was quite an ongoing inquiry at the time concerning Morton Hall Crematorium in Edinburgh, what was termed a scandal over baby ashes. And as a result of that, Lord Bonamy created an infant cremation report. And one of the recommendations of that was for an appointment of an independent inspector of crematoria. And in March 2015, I took on and accepted that post, which was the first one, as you said, in Scotland. So that's a crash history of my background. Excellent. And very interesting it was too. Gordon, turning to yourself, sir, you're only recently appointed into this new role, but but how, where's your experience and how did it all come about? Well, I'll, I'll be quick about it. I left school at 16 with minimal qualifications and became a telephone engineer. A bit like Bert, I didn't fancy doing this you know, forevermore. So I studied at home for the hires to get to the university and uh, remarkably Aberdeen accepted me. And I studied anatomy at Aberdeen and then went down to Edinburgh to the vet school, in fact, and uh, completed a PhD there. And it's all about being in the right place at the right time. A job came up in the anatomy department at Edinburgh University, for which I applied. And and it was during that time I became a licensed teacher of anatomy. 
And uh, when the, I retired, Inspector of Anatomy, Hugh McDougall, he was looking to retire and applied for it and got appointed as Inspector of Anatomy for Scotland back in 2018. Right. I was appointed as Inspector, I'll get this right, Inspector for Burials, Cremation of Genotech. I think about it every time I see it. Well done. In the beginning of December. Understand Italian, and that's um, actually great context. Now, um, okay, well, let's bring ourselves forward then to to your new roles. Um, The the role has obviously expanded to involve the team of two. Um, The Scottish Government has suggested it will grow further, I know. Could you talk a bit about the structure and the reasons for it? And I'll probably turn to Bert at this stage, if I may. Uh, Yes, you're quite correct, uh, Malcolm. The the plan is that there will be an inspectorate created, which doesn't exist at the moment. Uh, And within that, then, we have clearly the inspectors for these three areas we've discussed, the burial, the cremation, and for the funeral directors. You clearly need a considerable number in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, funeral directors, for instance, as to how many exactly there are in Scotland, that's an uncertain issue because, as you're probably well aware, they're not licensed, they're not regulated, and therefore yeah. there isn't a master list as such. Whilst many are a member of SAFE and of the NAFD, not all of them are, and some are a member of one and not the other, and some are a member of neither, and some are a member of both. From the burial side, clearly you have the number of cemeteries runs into thousands, but many of them, of course, are no longer in use. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, a, a right a, amalgamation within that of who controls it. But the one thing your local authorities have, they have a duty to clearly provide a facility for burial or cremation. So as a consequence of that, in Scotland, we've got the 32 local authorities. So in theory, if we go to the 32 local authorities, we'll be able to identify and discuss and each and every one of the cemeteries that are. I accept there are some private ones as well now. Crematoria, we've got 31 at the moment in Scotland with about four that's ongoing at planning stages, very much a growth industry. Can I say, how many inspectors will you need in each? Well, it's a wee bit of suck it and see, quite frankly, that it will be an increase, not a decrease at any stage. Thanks for that, Bert. Now, Bert, you you touched on it, actually. So my next question actually brings us back to, to regulation. The original remit of the inspector was to consider potential regulation, we know, and this this future sort of funeral licensing regime now, we know things have moved on since then. So is is there clarity yet, do you think, in what your remit is in respect of licensing? Yes, it's ongoing. As you're probably aware, the stage we're at at the moment is uh, development are working in conjunction with our sponsor team, which is the Burial and Cremation team, part of the Scottish Government. We are not civil servants. We are ministerial appointments. Basically, they look after the legal side of making, putting through the legislation and our job then is to enforce and see that everything is being done. Uh, The code of practice is probably the area at the moment. So there's a funeral director's code of practice. Uh Uh, Intention is, and it's very close, that that will become a statutory document and it's out for consultation and there's some parts of that ongoing at the moment. Now that will make uh, both uh, Gordon and my own job a bit easier when it comes to looking at inspections for funeral directors because what you're yeah, inspecting yeah. it against, well, the obvious thing there is 
the code of practice because they've all signed up and they know all the about seven different sections to it. The other aspect that we do already do, in fact, is we take on board any complaints. At the moment, if somebody's not happy with any aspect, they can go to, whether it be the burial, the cremation or the funeral director, they can go to one of those. Yes. My experience is that they prefer to have, if there is an option for somebody that's independent to that, because they don't like to actually have somebody investigating their own complaint. Uh-huh. In general, not always. And uh, so our remit also covers that and to come to, uh, you know, that takes up a large part of it. The most common one is probably family disputes. Really? Right, that's interesting. The other issue here, of course, is whether there is a a well involved. We would encourage, quite frankly, if everybody would do that, it would be a great, great saving for an awful lot of grief that currently exists. Absolutely endorse that, yes. And we've come across some some of those issues ourselves in in the funeral planning uh, side of things. So absolutely get that. All right, well, let's just, I'm probably going to throw this next question at Gordon, actually, as he's sort of brand new into the role. Um, But in the early days, when Scotland first introduced an inspector of funeral directors, a big part of the role seemed to be about getting to know funeral directors, how they worked and, and meeting them quite directly. So the profession, as we know, is full of independence and can vary enormously. So it's much harder to do under lockdown, as, as we've just talked about. So do you feel like you have a good understanding of the range of businesses you are overseeing? Or is it something you're keen to explore? And how might you do that, let's say, if the lockdown continues for another two or three months, Gordon? Yeah, that's a very good question. I mean, one of the things I thought I would be doing when I took on this job would be actually going around funeral directors, introducing myself, seeing who I was, just saying a little bit about the code of practice and how things were going to be in the future. What I have done, I've made contact through the local funeral director here, and he has put me in touch with other local funeral directors. The reason for doing that, in fact, was they were trying to establish focus groups for funeral directors to feed into the code of practice consultation process. Well, I took that opportunity to get some addresses of funeral directors and contact them directly and just introduce myself as the inspector. And so they, they've kind of got, they know who this guy, well, some of them do at least know who this guy Gordon Finlay actually is. You just need to name, mention Bert in the whole of Scotland, every funeral director in Scotland knows who he is. I mean, I think things will get a lot easier when you have the opportunity to actually go around and, and visit people and put a face to the, the names, because that's often makes a big difference. Yes, it is. And I mean, as it stands at the moment, we're still have to do an inspection of every crematorium in Scotland at least once a year. Right. Now, clearly, that's been put on hold. In fact, the last crematorium I was in was in March uh, last year. So you can't really do a, a visual or a virtual uh, inspection of premises. Okay. Uh, so, uh, As far as the industry is concerned, though, I mean, I'm very, very fortunate because I've been around all these 31 yeah. on numerous occasions now. And almost every time I'm at a crematorium, there's going to be funeral directors there. So I end up having a conversation with a lot of funeral directors with them there to carry out an inspection on the crematoria. Also, we meet all these groups now at so many of the the combined meetings. And they yes. were present and have a, a very good working relationship with all the people in SAFE and the NAFD, if the, if the CA, the ICCM, and indeed... I met uh, with your own chief executive. We try and yeah. touch base, and initially, like Gordon, I made contacts with lots of these uh, organisations that's involved in the funeral industry 
and introduced myself and took it from there. Okay, that's reassuring. And and can I just then turn it back to my world a little bit in terms of pre-planning? Because across the UK, funeral directors are preparing for regulation, as you know, uh, for both pre-planning and the broader funeral market. So in your eyes, will UK-wide regulation impact or complement your own work? And how have you been engaging with it? It's the same groups that are actually meeting south of the border as north of the border, albeit the cost legislation is different, as you'll appreciate. You know, we have the the Burial and Cremation Scotland Act of 2016, and we have the the Cremation Regulation Scotland Act. It's given us basically the the powers to take forward the regulations, which is the the practical way of dealing with it. Now, we've got the cremation side covered, now working on the burial side and the funeral director side. The way I would see it is that in the not-too-distant future, we'll have a set of regulations which will cover the three separate areas, as well as your code of practice. You're probably well aware you have the Competition and Markets Authority. Indeed. At the moment, they've come up with some of their sunlight, as they call them, remedies for some of the areas that they feel there is a need. Now, they have been, like us all, restricted in what they can do because of the pandemic. And they are a powerful body, as you well know, and can make things happen. But it's more linked into the financial side of things. Finance doesn't really come into during the inspections I've carried out. No. Crematoria charge what they feel is acceptable, and that's where the Competition and Markets Authority come in. Got you. That, that, that's helpful. Thank you, Bert. And, and Gordon, I, I suspect, uh, certainly for you, and there may be one or two other inspector appointments, you, you just need to keep close and tight as a team as, as regulation accelerates during the, this year and next. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, I think, uh, well, there's only the two of us at the moment. And I think there was a meeting just a couple of weeks back with some folk from south of the border about what was happening in Scotland with the view to taking that forward down there. I mean, that is a regular and it is an ongoing thing. And it's fair to say we're not saying that what we're doing is the, the gold standard for anything. But what we're saying is it works for us and that hopefully it will work more importantly for the public. No, look, and we understand that. And I think in some ways, uh, you know, it's been quite pioneering, some, some of the work that has been done in Scotland. And it's no wonder that uh, south of the board, they're looking very closely at the progress. OK, well, look, final question. Um, as you know, this podcast goes straight to the independent funeral directors. So is there anything you would like to say to them in particular or ask of them in the months ahead? Yeah, certainly the, the funeral industry has really responded really well to the pandemic. Everybody has uh, performed in excess of what would be reasonably expected of them. Yes, there will have been hiccups on the way because not everybody has the same contingency planning for such an eventuality. And then, of course, what you have is you have the government putting in legislation, but they also put in guidelines and advice. So there is a degree of do we do it this way or do we do it not this way? Funeral directors will deal with several burial authorities and crematorium. And what's acceptable at one premises is not acceptable at another. The one common part of all of this has been the the gatherings, the large gatherings. And how do we deal with that? And can I say to this day, 
that continues because we're still seeing it. We're still seeing up to several hundred people attending burials. We are. And yes. We're trying to collectively work out what is best here to try and do that without putting further restrictions on the bereaved. Because when all said and done, it is it's a, a farewell. It's 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 horrendous, and that's what makes this full show difficult for everybody to deal with. So my message has been that what you have done up to now has been great. Don't drop your guard. Things will continue. Things are easing. Uh, Gordon and myself, we're here to work with you, not work against you. Please, at any time, continue to do as you're doing just now. Please with us at any point about any issue at all you have, and we'll try and sort it out between us. Excellent. Thank you, Bert. And, and Gordon, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think Bert's covered it pretty well, actually. I think the one thing I would say is it is a, undoubtedly a supporting role. I think there must be some nervousness about funeral directors when you see inspectors coming to inspect them and they've not had that, you know, before. And it's, I mean, I can only speak from my experience of as an inspector of anatomy where uh, the anatomy community see you as uh, as a, somebody to go to for advice, for help, and not in any way a threatening individual. And I'd like to think that would be the, the case here, that we're, we're here to help. Excellent. Well, thank you both. Bert and Gordon, really do appreciate your time today. And uh, I know I've got to let you go, Gordon, because you'll get your injection shortly. So good luck with that. Thank you for your time. Really do appreciate it. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, then. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Partnership Podcast. If you want to hear more about regulation, COVID-19's impact on the profession, or a host of other issues, our full archive is always available on goldencharter.buzzsprout.com. You can also contact me at malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk if you have any thoughts on the podcast or want to get involved. As the year continues, we'll be hearing from more key people at the heart of your changing profession. Until then, take care, and I'll talk to you again on the Partnership Podcast.